Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So, Please stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Okay, welcome everybody to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. Oh my God. Before we got on the air, I'm just having a hoop with my guest today. She's from Austin, Texas. I love her personality. She's got the most incredible smile. I love her eyeglasses. I haven't told her that yet. But more importantly, I love the vibe. I love the chemistry, the connection with her. And she's funny. I won't tell you what happened before we started the show. But anyway, welcome, Jody King. How you doing, Jody? I'm fantastic. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> well, it's an honor to have you here as well. So uh, what we're laughing about is, I mean, I've been doing podcasting for four years, countless guests. I don't think I've ever had anyone say, I'm having a hot flash. Can you stop? <laughs> but that's okay. No, no. I'm sweating. I know I'm... you're sweating. Are you <laughs> this has never happened to me either. And all the time I've been doing my own or others. Yeah. So this is a special, it's a special occasion, apparently. There you go. See, this is special. Exactly. Now, if you don't mind, um, and I know you can do this, tell everybody what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have the, I, I think I actually have the best job on the planet next to yours, obviously, but I, I help uh, creatives make honest art, which means I help creatives um, create the art and whatever that looks like I help them create the art that they were here put on this planet to create and if they are artists I help them unravel dismantle and move forward through that starving artist bs oh my goodness do they need someone like you mm-hmm. I mean the phrase starving artist how long does that go back I wonder I mean it's <laughs> Right. That's, it's really quite fascinating. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. Because, okay, so that's a broad term art, right? So let's narrow that down. What types of artists do you work with? What types of creatives? Yeah, good question. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because so many people, especially of your audience of entrepreneurs and business leaders, they may not necessarily relate to the word artist, but surely if they are running a business, especially a successful business, they are creative. They're using their creativity every single day. Um, The artists that I specifically work with generally um, come to this a little bit later in life. They don't, they haven't usually had, um, you know, a lot of formal education in the arts and they are generally painters some are sculptors, ceramicists, um, things like that. I do have a few that at least follow me and you know keep up with the podcast and things like that that are uh, actors or maybe musicians. But in general, the large majority of the artists that I work with 
our painters. But again, as I'm as I'm really wanting to add value to you and to your community, mm-hmm. I think back on this survey that was done where they went into they I'm like, I don't know who's they, right? But they went into kindergarten classrooms oh. and they said, everyone here who's an artist, raise your hand. And a hundred percent of the children raised their hand. And then they went to third grade and they said, everyone here who's an artist, raise your hand. And half of the kids raised their hand. And and by the time they got to seventh grade, they asked all the kids, everyone here who's an artist, raise your hand. And only one child raised their hand. Oh my goodness. Which is so sad because we are all creative in some way, but the world kind of has a way of filtering us through and putting us into boxes and into categories and you're going to be this and you're going to be that. But the truth is, is if we can all tap into our creativity, it can serve a number of, well, really any industry out there from, I don't care if you're a CEO or you're a mother, it's all applicable. That is fascinating. And what you're saying is so is so important and so relevant because you're right. So many people buy into what society says they are because there's such a this is one of the things that I that I that I preach when I do branding with people, which is unless you brand yourself, somebody else will. Absolutely. You've got to take control of the narrative. You have to shape perceptions because if you simply tell people, for example, what you do, they put you into a box. They slot you. They pigeonhole you. It's like someone saying, I'm a real estate agent. Okay, I put you into the real estate pile. You're a life coach. You go into the life coaching pile. You're a whatever. You're into the whatever pile, right? And so this is great because this word art and artists, there's such a misunderstanding, it seems about what their contribution is to the world. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, it's the, it is the greatest, it's my passion, it's my mission. It's the hill I will die on, is the way that the world um, views artists, but it has to start with the artist itself. Yeah. Uh, ourselves rather. So it's kind of like, you know, we always say, you don't prepare the path for the child, you prepare the child for the path. In the same way, the world is not going to change its view or its idea of starving artists. It has to start internally with the artists ourselves yeah. and understanding the value that we bring to the world is almost incalculable. So when you think back about, okay, who were some of the original artists? Well, you think about hieroglyphics, right? We wouldn't know uh, so much of our history if it wasn't for guys or girls you know, writing on and drawing on walls, right? So the, that art in itself gave us our own history. Mm-hmm. Um, and artists just in general, we validate the human experience. And if there has ever been a time where we need our experience validated so that we can feel connected to each other, we feel so disconnected. Yeah. So artists bring about a way of validating that human experience. As an example, when you go through a terrible breakup and you hear that that breakup song, you know, I'm thinking about like Carrie Underwood's song about I carved my keys into the side of his, you know, his pickup truck. I mean, 
that visceral who who hasn't felt that visceral thing so that validates our experience and it makes us connect to each other but it's not just um it does it's not enough just to be able to say something and do something to your point it has to be authentic it has to be real and that's what i call honest art mm-hmm. honest art is showing up fully and truthfully usually with our knees knocking right because that to show up fully is really really scary but it's when we do show up fully that's when we can truly connect to people through our art but you can also use it just in terms of business yeah you're right about that because when i think about the arts i think about of course the painters like you just said i think about dancers i think about musicians and those are probably the big three However, if I latch on to what you just said, which was so powerful, self-expression. All of us have the power of self-expression, regardless of if we're entrepreneurs, if we are working for a company, we we all have that capacity to tap into our own zone, zone of genius so that we can do what we are on this planet to do. Have you found that to be the situation where a lot of people seem to have forgotten that, like those kids as an artist? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, I think it happens to all of us. You yeah. know, um, the the artists that I serve, ironically, are primarily between about 40 and 80. Wow. And I say that because I've worked with several artists that are in their 70s that didn't start um, painting again, or maybe it's writing. I mean, imagine the books, right? Speaking of validating human experience, right? Um, so they didn't start painting until they were in their fifties because they had done all the shoulds, Mm. you know, they had raised their families and they had, you know, created their companies and they have done all this. And then it's like, wait, but what do I want? And what do I need? But what I have found is if, if people will tap into that, in the midst of running companies, in the midst of raising families, in the midst of whatever it might be, it actually enhances their ability to show up more fully in their business. God bless you. Oh my God. We need more like you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. I, I came about this, I call myself an accidental professional artist because I didn't start painting. I did have no formal training whatsoever. I didn't start painting until I was 35. Mm. And that was 20 years ago. But prior to that, uh, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, my my mother owned a very nice restaurant. My father owned uh, uh, some drilling companies. It was, we were just a family of entrepreneurs. And so I just hit the ground running when I was in my 20s and I was running that restaurant when I was 21. Mm-hmm. I uh, eventually started a organic clothing company. I owned a wine bar. This was back in the 90s when there were no wine bars. Right. I did a lot of a lot of entrepreneurial things because listen, I was on my own at 19. I didn't ask what's my passion. I asked, can I have this job? Like I just needed to pay my bills. So I just, I was just like that entrepreneur, just running businesses, doing things. And one day I got this wild hair and I thought, (laughs) I want to paint. It made no sense whatsoever. 
I didn't have, there was no impetus for it. I just thought I want to paint. And I had young kids at home. And again, we were running a business and I started painting and oddly our home, we had this charming little bungalow and it was in a little town here in Texas. And our home was on a Christmas tour of homes. And oddly uh, a woman came in and she asked who the artist was uh, on a piece that I had, you know, hung over one of my pieces that I had hung over the fireplace and I sold my first piece. Uh, and then another lady came through who owned a store in town and she asked if she could start selling my art. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but, and so I just hit the ground running. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do this. And I started painting and I started selling, but here's the thing. And this is what I'm dealing with, with work, working with a lot of artists. And it's probably the same with you as working with brands is that I didn't have the starving artist mindset mm. because I didn't go to art school. Mm. Nobody, I didn't ask to paint. Mm. I didn't ask when I was a child to become an artist. Mm. I had none of that. You better have a plan B, you know, it's not a real job. I didn't have any of that in my head. So I just thought, of course I can do this. Mm. And so I just applied all of the principles of running a business to my art business and it worked. And that's the thing is that, there's so much mind game. There's so much dismantling that we have to do. So much imposter syndrome that I see so many artists having to work through because they were ingrained in that. So let's unpack that for a minute because you've hit upon a couple of things which are really vital here. One is mindset. And the other thing that you said were alluded to was this whole thing about keeping them stuck. And you start wondering, at least I start wondering, if I'm an artist and I buy into the idea that I'm a starving artist, I've already handcuffed my mindset. I've already put myself on a box. So what exactly do you do to remove the handcuffs that are around the minds of these artists? How do you, how do you reprogram them? How do you, uh, you know, get, take that, that virus that's been downloaded into their head and how, how do you get rid of it? What, 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 Judy King, you, what do you do? (laughs) Well, I think it's important to know that I don't do anything. I just shine a light. I shine a light on it. Now you're showing off. So you're showing off now. (laughs) I I don't do it. I I just shine the light. Okay. You got to talk about that now. How do you, well, that's true. We can't, you got to know where to shine the light. You got to know where to shine the light. Right, right, right. Well, I, first of all, we have to, you know, we, we, we can't and feel how light, what we and want. How bright the light should be. Yeah, well, it should be really freaking bright. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, I mean, I it's kind of like if when you ask God for a sign and something happens, you're like, I just need a shinier, a, a shinier sign. Give me something bigger. So you got to <laughs> shine the light pretty bright. But but the thing is, it's like I truly, you know, it has to come from them. But what I do know is that. Uh, we have to first acknowledge that thing. And that is so often there's not even, we don't even know what's holding us back. And so, especially because I work with so many females, it, it's double, like it's a two double whammy, I guess you might say, because not only are we unpacking that starving artist idea, yeah. uh, we are also unpacking what it means for us to make money as women. And so when you put those two together, that's a lot 
of mindset things to look at. So one of the things that I do is, first of all, we look at it. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, where are you with this? What does this mean for you to make money? Do you even believe it's possible? Uh, So one of the first things we do is we write letters to money and we have money write letters back to us. Have you ever done that exercise? No, but I'm intrigued. It is a really powerful, powerful exercise. So first what we do is we talk about this, you know, what is it we really believe? And then I say, okay, here's, here's the exercise. Sit down, write a letter to money and write it as if it's an old friend or maybe it's an enemy. What, however you want to look at it, but make it very, very personal. And so, you know, there's a lot of hesitation to doing that. It seems silly. Like, what good is this going to do? Yeah. But when you sit down and you write that letter, you really start, some things start coming up for you, right? Like, so when I wrote my first letter to money, because I've done it several times now, um, I was really surprised that I wrote, why do you always have to come from someone else? Mm. Like, like, why did it have to come from my mother? When it, yeah, when, why do you have to come through my husband? Mm. And why, like, why, why don't you trust me? Yeah. Why can't, why does it have to come from someone else? I didn't even know that was there until I started writing that letter. Mm. But that's not even the most powerful part. The most powerful part is you put the letter away. You maybe you go the next day or maybe it's later in the day, whatever it might be. You stay step away for a while, a few hours, Mm. and then you come back and then you have money. Write a letter back to you. In my case, dear Jody. And the letter that comes back is without fail is always incredibly profound it is loving it's affirming it's you know we have so much shame around money i remember thinking well when i was 20 years old and i started bouncing checks and i didn't know how to balance a checkbook and i had so much shame around it and when money wrote a letter back to me money was like oh sweetie you were just young of course you did that nobody taught you how I mean, it, it's really a powerful, powerful exercise and you can do it throughout your life. So now I've probably written three or four different letters to money. So we start there. It starts with the mindset, but that's not enough, right? Yeah. It's not enough to just say, yeah, it's not enough. Then we move into uh, well, it, your specialty, acknowledging that if you want to set yourself apart as an artist, you are a brand. <laughs> acknowledging that you are a brand. So what makes you unique? And then most people are like, I don't know. I just want to paint pretty things. I don't know. And when, uh, when that happens, I go, okay, we got to go back to our why, you know, Simon Sinek, God bless him. Um, so we start digging into our why. And I remember when a mentor asked me for the first time, what's your why? I said, cause I want to paint, but why? Well, cause I like it. But why? Why that? Why painting? Why aren't you dancing? Why aren't you gardening? Why aren't you? And I was like, oh, it irritated me so much to have to dig into that why. And when I finally dug into it, I realized the reason I paint is I needed, for me, I needed a visual representation that I mattered. Mm. And I was, it was so powerful. And so now my why is all about freedom and empowerment 
and play because now on the canvas, I can write, I can say, I can do all of that. So we, so first we do mindset, we do our why and we acknowledge we're our brand. And that means that we got to learn how to market. We got to create a strategy. We got to learn how to apply to galleries and art consultants and all of that. And I teach, I teach artists how to do that. Oh my goodness. Because, you know, I forget about actors. How can we not include actors as part of this? Right. But you know, but you're also getting into the whole the whole corporate crowd as well, because anyone who has a gift, anyone who has magic to offer the world is an artist. Absolutely. And, and, and Jody, you know, I'm I'm sitting here as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking the power of self-expression, the power of tapping into and affirming our greatness is 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 something that all of us can do regardless of profession, career, whatever. And so I would think that a, a great portion of this magical work you're doing is, is what I call cleaning out the, you know, getting the poop out the fishbowl. You know, it's like, it's like yeah. clear away the cobwebs. That's a nicer way to put it. Because you get all this stuff that's blocking you. So now you can see what's possible. Because then if that's not there, the branding, the marketing, the selling, everything else that comes with that, they're not going to be able to do it effectively. No, no. I mean, imposter syndrome is real. And as artists, like, who am I to do this? Right. And you got to get through that. Imposter syndrome is real. You know, in corporate, if you're a CEO, who am I to do that? I was just listening to a podcast uh, recently where uh, there was a coach saying he was coaching a president. He was just. He was just elected president of the United States. And he's like, who am I to do this? I mean, so embracing who we are and our gifts, I don't care where it is, yeah. is so important. Yeah. As opposed to who am I, who am I not to do this? Right. Exactly. I mean, because I mean, you're giving them a canvas, like you said, where they can paint the story of their life as a future that they can step into. And what are what are some of your favorite success stories? I mean, you're blowing me away, Jody King. I, I got it. <laughs> and I'm thinking you must have some incredible stories. Is there one oh, in particular that you're most proud of where you worked with some artists? I don't care if they're the painter or the actor, musician or someone who is doing sculpting, whatever, whatever art is for them or even the art of their own business in terms of maybe it's coaching or consulting or speaking. I mean, talk to us, Jody. inspire the people. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that, I think that what so many people are inspired by are like, you know, I, one artist that was selling nothing and within working with me for three months, she sells 20 paintings one month. I think people want to hear that story. I think people want to hear the story of uh, a few days ago, I was, there's an artist that I was working with who uh, had been selling her work here and there, but she let me know that she had just got her first $10,000 commission. So those are the stories that kind of, you know, the bells and whistles stories. But the stories for me, uh, for what I do, are the ones where uh, people start to really uh, move past their own uh, self-imposed um, just walls and they start to feel more fully who they are. I, I have, I mean, almost daily, I get emails and DMs from people who say, um, you know, I had, maybe I had a child die 
you know, I, I get these a lot, unfortunately. I had a daughter die and I began dying myself inside. Mm. Um, yeah. And through doing the things that you said, through creating honest art, through showing up for myself and just creating, I've pulled myself out of this. And, or I, you know, I stayed in a, an abusive marriage for years and I started writing and I started painting and I see myself for, you know, all the value. Those are the stories. Those are the stories of why I do what I do. You know, you, you really uh, hit home with me because I've been in my own business now for 30 plus years and branding is the only, is the only work I've done my entire adult life. I live and breathe branding. I love all things branding. I've made it my life's work. And one of the things that, because people ask me, Jerry, how could you, how can, how can you be doing the same thing all this time? Because I read an article once, Jody, which said that the average American changes their job or career 10 to 15 times in a lifetime. I mean, you've wow. got people out there who go through careers and jobs like cars and refrigerators. And here I am. Yeah. And the only thing I've done is branding. And, and a big part of it is I'm in touch with looking at my work, as I'm sure it is for your clients and students as well. That's an opportunity. Absolutely. It's an opportunity to do something special, a way to, to do something significant. Because so many people I found, and I want to get your thoughts on this, they're not in touch with their own significance. They're, they're not in touch with the fact that they matter, that they are here for a reason. And in my case, I've been given a gift. I've been given the gift of branding. And there's a lot of layers to branding and all of that. And I do the brand strategy stuff, okay? I don't do the visual stuff and the storytelling and all of that, okay? I do the hard stuff, people tell me. And I get to paint that canvas with my talent, which is who I am as a brand strategist. And as a result of that, my significance, as I've been told and have come to embrace myself, is that I give service-based entrepreneurs, I give people hope, I give them joy, sometimes both. And what, what are your thoughts around that? Because I think for a lot of entrepreneurs that I've come across, they're not in touch with their own value. They're, they're not even in touch with why they're here. Yeah. You know? And you know, that the remarkable thing about that mm -hmm. is that when we do embrace yeah. our value and yeah. why we're here, then yeah. we are able to serve at our highest level. Exactly. That's what we need to do. And that's what I do for artists. That's why I talked about yeah. the world is not going to change the view of artists and money it has to start with the artists themselves valuing yeah. what they do and understanding the value that they yeah. bring to the world. And it's only when they understand that when they, when I painted a painting because I was feeling as sad as I've ever been. Mm. And I painted it because I wasn't feeling seen for who I am. And I titled it free to be. Yeah. And another woman bought it because she was at a stage in her life where all she wanted to do was create, but she was needing to be home to take care of her father with Alzheimer's. And she was watching him wither away. And she bought the painting because it resonated. It validated her experience. That yeah. wouldn't have happened if I didn't value my own. Mm -hmm. 
Well said. Well said. Because you know who you are. And that's, yeah. And that's why I really, really admire you because you're in touch with your significance and you're in touch with who you are. You know, one of the, one of the things, um, that I often quote is when Martin Luther King once said, all of us cannot be famous, but all of us can be great because all of us can serve. All it takes is a heart full of love and a soul full of grace. And I often think that as you and I, for example, are out there doing what we do, helping to lift people up, find their purpose and their, their reason for being on the planet, we can carve out that path for them. And that's what you're doing because you said shine a light and I like that. And not only do you shine a light, you're giving them the blueprint to follow. You're giving them the, uh, the path to go down to get to where they want to go. Am I, am I saying that correctly? If I'm reading you right? You're, absolutely. Because it's not, it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> It's one thing to like to, you know, rah, rah people and get them all excited. But then you send them home and like, now what am I supposed to do? Exactly. Right? It's like, okay, yeah, let's get excited first of all. But, <laughs> but it, and now here's what, here's what, what you can do like to truly make it, you know, to truly um, sure. have financial freedom, yeah. have to serve however you want to do. But first, yeah. first, yeah, you got to know who you are and, um, yeah. and to value who you are. But it, and you think about every industry. Um, we're all serving, whether you are a CEO serving the, the people that you work with, you're yeah. serving and you yeah. can only get the best out of those people when you allow them to be the fullest version of who they are as well. See, I like that because that's called higher consciousness. Yeah. Because if we're operating at a level of high consciousness, then we are, to your point, we are operating at that highest, best version of ourself as opposed to our lower self. And what I'm also taking away from you is that you're probably showing these artists how to have greater self-awareness of where they are at any moment in terms of are you operating at your lowest or I should say lower self or at your higher self? Because Because when they can catch that in the moment, they can shift that and no longer buy into their stories because God knows what kind of stories they might have in terms of why they think what they think. But that's a whole nother conversation. OK, right. But you're able to shift them into a high conscious mindset where they can only move forward because you're shining the light and nobody's got the light of Jody King. <laughs> well, they all have it. They just yeah. have their own. It just it just looks a little different, right? Well, they don't know how to turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I if I do anything, it's if I can help people see their value and their worth and the and what they bring to the world as artists, I've done my job. Well, listen, uh, you are outstanding. And before we sign off, a couple of things. One, if there are any artists out there, however, however you want to define artists who are tuning in. And they are loving this conversation. How can they find out about you? What are your socials? What's your URL? What's your contact info? How can thank how can you take next steps with you? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, they can uh, they can find me on my podcast, which is the Honest Art Podcast with Jody King. Uh, they can also 
follow me on Instagram. That's where I do my most playing and, you know, serving there on Instagram. And that's J-O-D-I-E, by the way, I-E mm-hmm. underscore King, K-I-N-G. Or, you know, just head to my website, JodyKing.com, J-O-D-I-E-K-I-N-G. Right. And I would love it. I would love, I love talking to people. I'm the one in my DM still answering people's questions, but yeah. And there's a lot of value um, that we talked about, like a lot of how to skills that on the podcast if they're interested in like well how do i do that how do i price my art how do i get out of the you know ugly stage how do i do yeah it's all on the podcast too now you mentioned you do a lot of work with women do you work with men i do uh-huh yeah okay sure very do. good very good okay and yeah. uh the folks the artists that you work with are they of a certain age range are they married single kids no kids certain ethnicity nationality anything around demographics all of the above all of okay. the above I, I recently had, uh, recently meaning within the last year, I worked with one young woman who was in her early 30s and just, you know, starting out in life and uh, just had, she had done the things she should do. She went to law school and then she decided she wanted to do something a little different. So she came to me uh, and she is selling her art like crazy now. So that's incredibly um, exciting to see. And then I had a woman who was in her 70s um just this last year who started painting a few years ago and is just killing it and I'm like I you're blowing me away and she goes oh no I'm gonna be a poet when I'm 80 (laughs) so all ages all nationalities all ethnicities I I uh, I'm really passionate about supporting uh marginalized communities as well so yeah Mm. come on come one come all I'm here for you God bless you for what you do. So before we sign off, is there one last thing that you'd like to say or share with our audience? Um, I, If there's anything I would like for your audience to walk away from is just understanding that they were born into this world creative and it hasn't gone anywhere. Just celebrate it, what it is. Maybe it's gardening. Like I said, maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's uh, writing or painting, whatever it is. Embrace that because it will lead you to the truest highest, most vibrant person that you are. Exactly. And from a granny standpoint, standpoint, what I would add to that is to see their canvas as being blank. Because when you can start with a blank canvas, you can literally create your life is the way you want to like, the way you want that life to be, correct? Because, 100%. you know, man, oh man, that God, see, I'm starting another conversation with you. <laughs> <laughs> people, people, people had too much stuff on their canvas, you know. So <laughs> wipe it off, you know. <laughs> you need a blank oh, canvas uh, so you can create it the way you want it to be. Yeah, listen, this information is so applicable to so many different things. Let's have another conversation sometime you, soon. We'll talk about what yeah, do you want to talk about. We got to do that. You, you can choose your own colors, you know. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going crazy. Jo, Jody, ever since you had the hot flash, I'm going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, listen, thank you for being here. You're awesome. You're a rock star. God bless you for who you are and the difference you're making. Uh, thank you. It was such an honor. I really appreciate your time. All right. My pleasure. And to our audience, thank you for being here today. And so until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big brandy guy, also known as the Brandon Evangelist, signing off. Take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you 
are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise. I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more and you would like to be a guest on this program. I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brandforwardleadership forward slash apply and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag brand for leadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. (laughs) So your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart, to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.